Welcome to Vitality Made Simple. The following production is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you need medical advice, call your doctor. Now, let's go to Vitality Made Simple. Welcome to Vitality Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osment, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. Now, what are your personal reasons for making conscientious decisions about your physical and mental health? In fact, you know, why do you listen to Vitality Made Simple? And why in the world would a friend or a relative or anybody else mock your desire to make those positive choices? But you know it happens, and it's probably happened to you lately. In fact, you're probably you know, likely thinking of an instance right this moment. So in episode 80, we're going to unravel the motivations behind health shaming. It's a real thing. And we're going to explore ways to respond at responses that build rather than harm relationships. I'm also going to say just a few words about body love. Now, vitality is all about relationships, and that's what this podcast is really about. Because happier relationships make you a happier and a healthier you, this is information you're going to want. Too many people have this mindset that being healthy is no fun, and we know that it's really quite the opposite. I mean, people that are brimming with vitality, that have zest for life, never miss the fun. Uh, Now, remember, the definition of vitality is physical and intellectual vigor. I mean, don't you just love that word vigor? Vigor's energy. It's liveliness. It's always being ready to learn something new, being curious, uh, just ready to enjoy the heck out of life. Now, nevertheless, there's this new reality called health shaming. And health shaming uh, has often, quite frankly, you know, left me speechless. Uh, we've all heard of fat shaming. And of course, that's horrible and damaging to relationship. Shaming is never a good idea. It's damaging for the person being shamed, and it does not work for sustained behavior change. Now, health shaming is when someone directly or indirectly mocks or puts another person down who is conscientiously thinking about their health when they're making any kind of choice. Now, examples of health shaming might be statements like, um, you know, we could go get ice cream if you weren't with us because you're too healthy for that. Or uh, you're probably just going to get a salad instead of something good. Or, uh, you know, he looks good, but he works out like every other day. And, you know, I have too many responsibilities for that. Uh, the shaming, you've heard all of it. I mean, it's its often said in a teasing tone, and that makes it very difficult to respond to. It's, it's surprising because the majority of us would never think of shaming someone or critiquing them for what they're doing or not doing uh, when it doesn't affect anybody else. So if you say something, then they might say back, well, I'm just kidding. And so with that passive aggressive response, it's really dangerous for relationships. And lots and lots of people have talked to me about this lately. So that's why I wanted to dive in on this podcast 
and talk about, try to figure out the reasons and to come up with some good positive responses. Now, these kinds of comments always sort of freeze my brain because I enjoy life to the max. I do not feel like I miss out on anything or I've ever missed out on anything. In fact, I feel like because I have made some good modifications to my lifestyle, you know, I'm I'm feeling better in every way. I mean, not that I was feeling bad, but I'm feeling better. And um, I can remember specifically a brain freeze I had at a baby shower when someone said really loud at me, uh, well, there's nothing in there that you'll eat because you're healthy, you know. And, and seriously, I remember just thinking, what do I say? And then it popped into my head, you know, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And, and and I mean, if you've ever watched the Mary Poppins movie, then you totally understand that because Mary Poppins said that uh, that's what you say when you don't know what to say. So, you know, at that point, I felt like, you know, a, a so, sort of a standout oddball. And, and I think if I had said supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, it, it just would have confirmed that, but it would, would have been hilarious, hilarious. Um, so remember, you you want to uh, ha- be ready for this, and you want to know that it's not about you, you know, because it's your life, it's your health span, it's your vitality span, and uh, when you have, when you know how much you enjoy life, and you know how much you want to enjoy life, you know that you want to have this long vitality span. Um, it, it just you're just shocked at it. It's so illogical that anybody else would not want the same thing or be as happy as you are. So, you know, when you hear that, you're thinking, wow, I'm eating delicious food that I enjoy. Uh, My taste buds are so happy. I'm sleeping good. I have lots of energy. I have mental clarity. Uh, My health is on the incline rather than the decline. And I'm not doing anything that hurts anybody else. In fact, because I feel so good, I feel like I'm more available to help other people in lots and lots of ways. I mean, that's what happens uh, for all of us as we find ways to better nurture these incredible physical uh, bodies, including our brain. So, you know, you always hope that people would respond with curiosity uh, rather than what feels like criticism. So I want to talk about three areas related to health shaming. Number one, uh, we want to seek to understand. Number two, we want to stay focused on our own personal why. And number three, we want to respond kindly because we put relationships first. So number one, uh, you know, we want to seek to understand where this health shaming is actually coming from because the key is to preserve the relationship. So, so that's why understanding is essential. So, so when you Uh, start to understand, it is essential to see past the sarcastic or catty statement and recognize the potential underlying motivations. Now, when you do this, you can actually develop some empathy for the person and maybe even laugh about it in a good way. Not laughing at the person, but just sort of, you know, making a joke out of it. That always, to me, helps ease things. So, you know, whether we like it or not, we all have some level of need for the approval of others. That's why health shaming can so seriously feel like criticism. And when we're a person that doesn't shame others, uh, you know, we certainly don't want to be ashamed 
be shamed. And that is um, why it's so shocking. So there are all kinds of shaming, of course, and I can't accurately speak to a lot of other kinds of shaming. I'm specifically speaking to health shaming uh, today. Now, I've learned that health shaming typically comes from a place of insecurity and fear. And uh, people often who are feeling insecure, who are feeling fearful, commonly respond sarcastically uh, to somebody else's business. Now, if they're not really happy with their own maybe health span, vitality span, uh, they just need to be defensive. And probably they're not doing it on a purpose at you. It's more of a deflection of their own behavior. You know, because when it comes to nurturing uh, intellectual and physical vigor, people generally know what they need to do. They just can't um, seem to muster the courage often or the self-control to get it done. It can also come from a, you know, a bit of jealousy, say, about your own determination. They wish they could be, you know, more like you. And, you know, you, you really... Uh, don't have to be from Oklahoma to know that there are lots and lots of sick people and people are getting sicker at younger ages. Now, this observation in my uh, clinical practice uh, really is what drove me back to school to study integrative medicine uh, 20 years ago. I mean, think about it. You know, If the population at large were making really positive choices about their mental and physical health, then challenges would be decreasing. Uh, more people would be energetic. More people would be sleeping better. More people would be happier, You know, easier to get along with. There would be fewer people with uh, anxiety, fewer people with uh, aches and pains, you know, immune um immune problems, you know, healthcare costs would not be rising. I mean, even before the COVID pandemic. In fact, if more people were healthier with stronger immune systems, maybe there wouldn't, the pandemic would not have been as bad. Who knows? Something to ponder. And, you know, when someone says something that shocks or surprises you, um, it's so important to remember that it's not about you and it's coming from their own place of insecurity and fear. And it's probably just a defensive mechanism that they are throwing up because they're afraid to look at their own health trajectory and potentially uh, take a good look at what their actual vitality span is. So first of all, seek to understand. Number two, I think it's super important that uh, you stay focused on your own personal motivators, on your own vitality span. Of course, I've talked a whole lot about this on Vitality Made Simple. You have to know what you want. You have to know uh, what you want your life to look at. You have to begin with the end in mind. You know, all of us know someone who's had this really long lifespan, who's lived a lot of years, but they've been sick, most of them. And so, you know, we don't want that. And I'm never talking about health problems that are beyond our control, like injuries or genetic problems. The health challenges that um, that we that we dive deep into on Vitality Made Simple are those chronic inflammatory problems that are directly related to lifestyle. Those are the things that um, 
that impact health span and vitality span you know, 99% of the time. And that's because of our changed environment. You know, there's more toxins, we have more engineered food, we have more opportunities to set. And um, we also have, you know, fewer opportunities to get good, relaxing uh, rest and restorative sleep. So, so one of the challenges for me when someone makes one of these confusing statements about what I'm doing um, in, in their in terms of my health realm is that it just seems so darn illogical. I mean, it it almost doesn't register. And you know, I'm sure you felt that way too. Your brain your brain is saying. Well, why wouldn't you want to feel better? You know, why wouldn't you want to go to the doctor less? Why wouldn't you want better skin, better energy, thicker hair? You know, why wouldn't you want to have a bowel movement every day? I mean, wow, wouldn't you like to get rid of that bloating? You know, I I don't know that it's a good idea to say, you know, it's better to say supercalifragilisticexpialidosis than to look at him and squarely in the eye and say, are you constipated? Uh, Although if you said, are you constipated, that might really be a start a good conversation because so many people are. Um, you know, I could really get carried away, but I'll I'll make a U-turn on that point. Um, so I'm definitely preaching to the choir today. You listening to Vitality Made Simple are obviously wanting to feel your best, but I'm hoping that I can help this Vitality Made Simple choir uh, have better relationships with friends and family uh, despite you know, what people may say, because if you are making changes, you're going to get the this these remarks. It just seems to be how it goes. Um, it can seem so obvious to us, but uh, we it's not always obvious to other people. So that brings us to number three. We want to respond kindly because vitality is all about relationships. And at its basis, health shaming can harm relationships, but we don't want to let that happen because our response back can also further harm relationships. So I I love the scripture in Romans 12, 8 that says, if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. So that really, really applies here. And it, um, it it's so important to all areas of relationships. You know, we're not responsible for what someone else says, but we do have control over how we respond. And when we respond uh, in a more kind way, we're, we're helping that person, but we're also helping ourselves. When we can understand that health shaming comes from a place of fear and insecurity, then we're more likely to respond with empathy and avoid being offended. Uh, we want to focus on our own internal compass of what we want in our life, and then that helps allow us to respond with kindness. Now, it always helps to have a plan. Uh, you know, when you get a brain freeze, you don't want to say something, you know, like, are you constipated or supercalifragilisticexpialidosis? You might want to have something more intellectual, intellectually coherent to say. Now, remember, remember about um, firing and wiring. I love to talk about the Hebbian law. Donald Hebb is one of my favorite dead guys, and he developed what he called the Hebbian law. Now, we we've, we've known this for you know, millennia, as far as uh, humanity goes, what what fires together, wires together. So in other words, uh, whatever you're thinking, whatever thoughts you nurture, those thoughts are going to get 
wired in and they're going to be more automatic. So in some cases, uh, being offended can be wired in. So you want to refire you want to, uh, you know, rewire that firing. So, you know, health shaming obviously closes a person down, even when it's presented in a lighthearted way. I always told my kids that sarcasm was one-sided fun, and we don't ever want to have one-sided fun. So you need to practice and um, fire and wire a, a more positive statement when somebody says something. So, It is worth noting, though, at this point that sometimes you might not need to respond. Sometimes a response is not warranted and you can take your time. Um, So so in thinking about this for this podcast, I think one of the very best things that that you can say when someone, you know, makes a snide remark about your what you're doing or not doing is to say it just feels so good to feel good. I mean, I think that's just so non-offensive. And um, the next time it happens to me, I think I'm going to say, it just feels so good to feel good. And you know, I've said that on the podcast over and over, and, and it actually popped out of my mouth the other day. Someone said in a joking tone, well, you probably won't eat any of this cheesecake. And I kind of looked at the cheesecake. Now, it was uh, the key here. It was a cheesecake from a big box store that had a eight-week expiration date on it. Um, It was, you know, made in a factory, had a nutrition label, which is always a bad sign. And um, that just didn't look didn't look good. It's very different to me than a homemade cheesecake with real ingredients, you know, made with love. So it just popped out. It just feels so good to feel good. And so, you know, really, that was a kind response. And the conversation moved on and nobody's feelings got hurt. So at other times, I felt the need to make excuses for my uh, positive health choices. And and I don't want to feel that way. Because, you know, in the past, I used to just you know carry around a bag of Oreos and eat all the time. So once I started slowly changing, people you know, people kind of notice, wait, what's wrong with her? Um, but, you know, we don't need to make excuses for our conscientious health choices. Um, another kind way to respond, and and this is what um, my mother-in-law used to say, I thought it was so great. She would say, well, my taste buds have changed, and, and this just works for me. So, so part of responding kindly um, might just be to have something that you've practiced and that can just pop out pretty seamlessly. Now, keep in mind, there are people who are mean, and uh, we want to just sort of separate from from them. I want to always stress that healthy boundaries are always an option. The key is to know that these statements are not about you, and that you're not going to change the other person. You know, you're not going to, I've made this mistake of, you know, telling them why I'm making that decision, but they're not going to change. They have to discover that on their own. Okay, I want to touch briefly on body love. You know, there's a lot of talk this these days about uh, body love. And I think that true body love is really loving your body enough to appreciate it and to give it what it was truly designed for. I mean, it's about nurturing metabolic health. It's not about looks. It's not about weight. It's about metabolic health so that you can feel good, enjoy relationships, and live out all your gifts, live out your God-given purpose. Now, metabolic health involves you know, memory, movement, and mood. So, you know, those three M's 
all impact your relationships. And then, of course, your relationships in turn influence your vitality and health. You know, relationships and uh, intellectual and physical vigor, you know, it's a two-way street. Any kind of sustained health change uh, begins with truly loving yourself and thinking about what your body and your brain need to thrive. So I believe that body love is really important. I think we just need to expand that definition to uh, what it really means so that in the long run, uh, people can live with, with better relationships and with no regrets. Now, these earthly bodies are not designed to last forever. They're merely our relationship vehicles. And like any vehicle, they have very specific maintenance needs. And um, and they're going to take us further if we respect those maintenance requirements and if we pay attention to, you know, the different check engine lights. So obviously there's many facets to relationships, uh, but one is certainly learning to respond in kind ways to potentially unkind comments from friends or family. You know, I'm sure you all agree with me on this. Um, We don't want to be this brilliant specimen of health, but alone because, you know, we we can't get along with anybody or because we responded in rude ways to to whatever. You know, we are we are meant to be in relationship. But when you're doing something different than the crowd, um, you sort of can set yourself up for some snide remarks. And remembering that people respond from their point of insecurity is going to help. Um, It might be normal to defend yourself with another snide remark, uh, or it might be normal to get offended. But here at Vitality Made Simple, we are resisting normal. We want to nurture life-giving relationships, life-giving responses, as much as it depends on us. Remember what normal is in our world. It's dehydrated, irritated, constipated. There's that constipated again. Uh, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, inflamed, and totally stressed out. The normal reaction to a rude remark is to be rude. No. We're going to say something great like, it just feels so good to feel good because it does. So whenever you're faced with any health shaming, remember, seek to understand, stay focused on your own motivating factors, and be ready with a kind response. You might need to practice. And if you need to say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, do that. You might avoid asking if they're constipated. Remember, health does not need to be confusing, expensive, or no fun. But for most people, it does require a basic strategy. You don't have to miss any fun. Vitality is not a strict legalistic lifestyle, but it does require discernment and intentionality. It's just so worth it. So thanks for joining me for episode 80 of Vitality Made Simple. Together, let's keep taking the stress out of being healthy. Now, we're now in 950 cities. Uh, We picked up 21 this week, and we're in 69 countries. And that's just thanks to you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. And thank you for subscribing. Uh, Blessings until next time.